Hey, welcome to Shut Your Blowhole. This is podcast 25. And since we hit the 25 mark, we each have a whaler in mind. We're going to do this now and, and see who comes up with what, because I have no idea who Jerry's going to pick, and he doesn't know who I'm going to pick. because you like screwing with me. That's yeah, what it is. Well, well, let's just see. Do you want me to go first, or do you, you want to go? Yeah, since okay. you came up so, with this brilliant freaking idea. It is. It's great. Look at the people. They're riveted. Look at oh, them. Oh, I can see them all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so number 25, the first thing that popped in my head is not a guy that you would think of as a longtime whaler. The first guy popped in my head was Tiger Williams. Do you remember no Tiger kidding. Williams in 89? I think it was in 89. They got him in the LA Kings. I think it was the last team he played for, and he was the leader in penalty minutes. And uh, I think it was just after they got rid of Semenko, and they needed a, a tough... old cement head. Yeah, but anyway, so they, so actually, to come up with a real 25, I think you have to go... Um, you, you probably you probably have to go with um, Bobby Crawford. I mean, I and I say that too because he's Why a local you guy. Two? You're huh? picking freaking two. No, I gave you my I gave you like the first guy that came in my head. Now I'm giving you the, like you got to give oh, me your authentic. your real thought. Now <laughs> is coming to your head. Yeah, you're, you have a by the way, gas, you're, you're on deck. Along. You're on deck. Yeah, I know I'm on deck. So, There's yeah. only two of us here. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Bobby. Uh, you know, I, I just think he's such a—he's a local guy. He's been there. Bobby Crawford's done so much. He's got the rinks and everything. So I give it to Bobby Crawford. Now, who oh. do you have for twenty-five? Well, you know, uh, yeah, I have, and I don't know if people remember him. Mike McEwen, who was a defenseman, hell of a slap shot from the point. Uh, I actually, as I was fooling around in the garage one day with my street hockey sticks, I looked. I had one of his street hockey, uh, his his actual sticks, the shaft, and I had put a, uh, a street hockey blade on it, and it was printed right on there, McEwen. So I must have got it from my buddy who worked for the wow. Whalers. And and I, you always try to mirror a great uh, slap shot. I mean, Risto Siltonen had a great shot. He was a great skater, small guy, but really he was quite a defenseman for us. Uh, and when I think back, I always liked defensemen uh, to fire that shot from the point. And, you know, when you watch hockey today, and, you know, more more times than not now, especially on the power play, you really need someone back there with a, a, a real rocket. And yeah. as I remember, Mike McEwen had a had quite a rocket, uh, and that's that's why he came to mind. He was one of my favorite defensemen's uh, uh, defensemen. He was more of a, a mid-early 80s guy. I can't remember. It was, was he right in the thick of it? Yeah, he was. He I was. can't place when he, when he played. Yeah, I don't have the statistics with me, but yeah, mm. I think it's mid-80s. Uh, I think he was just on the fringe of the 86, 87 Yeah, team. yeah, that's what uh, I remember but, too. But I do remember him, and I do remember his... Uh, his slap shot. So that that was my selection. Yeah. I only have one because I only need one, unlike <laughs> you who have to have two. Well, hey, you know, there's a lot out there. Maybe people should start sending in the number they, they want to associate with the podcast. Well, know? hell, all these people contact us. Yeah. Give us some information out there. Yeah, right. You know, right. we give you guys information. <laughs> so we got we got a show full of bees, really. Uh, you know, we're going to talk with the first thing is Monday, this coming Monday, uh, which I believe is March 13th, 5.30 p.m. at Bears... Barbecue on, on Front, Front Street, Front right? Street. The I new almost palace. said, I almost said uh, Art Street. Um, so anyway, yeah, this is this is their new place. They've been in there for what six months, maybe four yeah. to four six uh, months. No, a little less than that. Um, but you can't, you just don't hear enough about this place because uh, the food is you know off the hook too. But you know, every time I talk to the employees there, they love working for Jamie. Yeah, uh, Jamie McDonald, the owner. Uh, he also owns the place, uh, the old place where he used to be at. It's now Pig... Uh, it's the pizza place. Yeah, it's, yep. it's, it's got a pig name in it. Yeah. I can't remember the name now. But anyway, so he's got that too. Yep, and, and remember, the first one that opened up was his first initial one, and that's in Windsor. 
uh, Bears mm-hmm. uh, barbecue. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I talked to some guys at work, and a couple of them live up that way, and they've been there, and they love it. And we've tried it at the XL Center because he has the the kiosk uh, behind the bar. And, uh, like, we were at the game the other night, and there's, what, 30 people online waiting I for some uh, yeah. Bears barbecue. Uh, he does so much, though. He does a lot with uh, charity work. Uh, so, you know, he's not just a business owner downtown. He's reinvesting back into the <coughs> charities. Uh, I At one point, I think last year or the year before, I spoke to him, and he was catering um, some of the Travelers Championship players from the golf tournament in the city um, while they were here. And he was catering an event that they were having, I think, at the Bushnell or mm. uh, the Exhibition Hall at the Bushnell there. I don't know what it's called. Um, but he was catering the whole event. So Jamie really gets about uh, Hartford, and he really uh, is investing a lot back into the city. So another guy, and, and, and this is part of our, um, if, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, the Whaler Guys on Location or yeah. the Whaler Guys Tour, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, you know, we want to show you guys some of the small businesses downtown that, will be directly impacted if this XL Center doesn't get renovated. You need to bring the numbers down. Last weekend, as we talked the other night at the Professional Barbershop, the Wolfpack, as bad as they are this year, drew 13,000 people over a weekend. That's 13,000 people that wouldn't have been downtown to grab food or whatever before or after the game, even at the XL Center. So, you know, uh, we really got to get the XL Center done to keep these people coming downtown. Because other than that, it's a nine to five city again. Yeah, it, it really. And, yeah, you know, damn coffee shops that close at <laughs> close at five o'clock. Uh, yeah, bunch of bullshit. Uh, but he's onto something too because the food is just. I mean, it's it's incredible. I mean, he does an excellent job, and uh, I, I believe you, you're one of the guys who told me that he does the flavoring with a local business in Hartford. Yes, uh, which is fantastic because that's where he gets all that the taste from. And, and oh man, it's a good stuff. And I will. Drop thirteen bucks at the XL to get one of those Mac attacks with the mac yeah, and you're cheese a cheap on it. bastard. Oh, I know, yeah. I am too. Yeah. And and like you know, that stuff is just killer though. It's it, so good. It's so good uh, and and so fresh. And yeah. I think you know when you go to a, a game, wherever it may be, uh, you know you try the food here and there. You go to a football game. I've been to NFL games, other NHL cities, and. You know, Bears really, it hits the spot. It's yeah. fresh right there. The guy's yeah. chopping up the beef right yeah. there and you yeah. hear the pork. And you're like, wow. And that brisket is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he never has he never has a problem. I mean, the place is uh, always spotless, too. It's in a good shape and everything. Yeah. So, and it, you know, barbecue gets messy. It just does, oh, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, we'll be there 530 this coming Monday. If you're in the area, yeah. stop in. We, yeah. We'd love to have some audience. Uh, we are going to try down the road, just to let you know. To get a town hall style meeting, so for you Whaler fans or hockey fans in Connecticut, uh, keep your eyes peeled on our, our posts on the Whalers Brigade um, because we will be announcing that we will have a town hall meeting about hockey, and we encourage people to come out. You know, we respect people's opinions. Just keep it clean and keep it respectful, especially on our pages, or else we'll bounce you out because I don't give a shit. Um, you know what? Uh, we're we're one f- hockey family that needs to get along, and we need to keep hockey going, and we need this XL Center renovation going. Uh, and, you know, I, I think things are in a good place now. I heard a podcast, and you did too, yeah. with Michael Freemuth, and he did a great job on that podcast. Yeah. Um, and it was nice because the guy who did it, was his name, Mike? Uh, Galtieri. Yeah. Yep. He, um, he let Michael talk. He yeah. let Michael tell his story, where he came from, what he did, all the way back to the 70s. 
uh, all the way up to Bridgeport when he then transferred up to Hartford to work here in our capital city. Yeah. And, and the mission statement of the CRDA and what they've been up to with the apartments and the Yukon coming. And, and of course, the end of the conversation was the first the $35 million uh, <laughs> renovations and now the big push for the $250 million uh, renovation, which, you know, is going to be a big step. Uh, once we get this approved, and I believe we're going to get it approved, uh, we're, we're in great shape. Uh, we're marketable now uh, since the governor sent out the letter. Um, and I think after the remodel, we will be much more marketable, not just for hockey and sports, but also for concert venues uh, that people aren't forced to play here, uh, that they willingly will, willingly will want to come to Hartford. Uh, and, and again, it goes right back to the small businesses. They're going to benefit the most. And us fans, in the end, are going to benefit because it gives us uh, some entertainment in our capital city. And, and, you know, what a great way to segue into the next point of it because marketable uh, exactly, uh, you know, Hartford is even more marketable now because Gary Bettman had a letter uh, that he sent to the Arizona legislature which basically said, uh, we can't make it here. You know, either you're in with us or you're out with us or we're out completely. And, as a matter of fact, the end of the letter, uh, you know, after he, you know, he praises Arizona and says, you know, how great the hockey fan base is and all that, uh, the end of the letter, though, he says, you know, if we can't make this work, if we can't get you to help us with a new arena, uh, you know, we're going to basically leave Glendale, uh, which means they're not going to stay there. So they literally drew a line in the sand, pun intended. That's right, yeah. because hockey doesn't deserve to be in, in, the, desert. in the sand. But anyway, so uh, that puts the ball squarely in the Arizona legislature's court. That means that they would then now have to, you know, call the bluff, you know, of the, of the NHL. But uh, the tone the NHL has struck uh, is, you know, especially with Bettman writing this letter, it's it's almost a little bit of an, you know, it's an ultimatum, of course. It's like, you know, kind of, hey, we need this or we're, we're out of here. But this is the first time they said, you know. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, move, maybe. Uh, the Current came out with a great article today about the XL Center and how the ACC Men's Basketball Tournament yeah. brings a big weekend for Hartford. They're looking at possibly, possibly bringing in $7.3 million in four days at the XL Center. Yeah. And so when when people boo-hoo the XL Center, Markley, uh, yeah. $7.3 million in one weekend, let me tell you, that, it, that alone justifies why you have this building redone. Yeah. And, you know, there, you know it's, it's wonderful because I think... You know, with the basketball state that we have, and, and a lot of it has to go with UConn and, and not only the men, but, God, the women, yeah. um, we really have to do that. And, you know, when you look at uh, these other places having a problem, you know, the simple truth, the Coyotes must have a new arena location to succeed. <laughs> a new arena. Okay, that's two years out if it's a brand new, mm -hmm. from the bottom to the top. And you know as well as I do, as we've discussed before, that's $500 million plus. Easily, yeah. We have followed the Arizona Coyotes, and they do not have $500 million plus to invest in an arena. No. And in the process, have pissed off Glendale. <laughs> Phoenix is not even talking to them. No. You know, and so. Tempe it rejected them. That was like a prom date that just never got off the ground. That's right. Uh, you know, Arizona State uh, is still going to go on building their own arena without the Coyotes. I mean, imagine that. They told the NHL, like, nah, you guys are uh, too much of a, a financial risk, I assume. It's like getting picked last in kickball. We <laughs> yeah. don't want him. Yeah. No, he's done. Uh, so, so, you know, yeah. when you look at it, and Gary Bettman writes to the senators, you know, the legislature, this is Gary Bettman. 
Is he doing this for FaceTime? Is he doing it because he has to do his due diligence? He didn't want to write that letter. Of yeah. course he didn't. No. But you know what? You know, they want a long-term deal, right? They're canceling a long-term contract in 2015, then agreeing to a year-to-year lease deal. Glendale still owes $145 million on the facility, which was built in 2003 to house the hockey team. Okay? This is a bad experience. Yeah. This is a bad experiment. Yeah. yeah. It's a sandy place. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't belong there. No. That's crazy because they've, they've had three arenas uh, since they moved there, and, and, and I think they just hit their 20th year this year, right? So, uh, and, and now they say that Glendale's too far. For their fan, from their fan base, and I'm, well, why'd they go to Glendale to begin with? And remember, everyone you know, I've talked to yeah. said they don't belong in Glendale because there's nothing in Glendale. They yeah. should have been in Phoenix or maybe even Scottsdale, but yeah. not in. It is true. Yeah, Glendale is kind of west of Phoenix, uh, kind of a you know. So it's it's kind of like a 20, 20 minute, twenty five minute drive uh, from some of the other more populated areas in, in Arizona. So uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, someone in CRDA even said this to us. They said. You know, it's, it's different to have a group of people, you know, if it was the NFL, you're traveling a half hour once a week, eight times a year. But, you know, when you got season tickets, you got 41 trips, a half hour, it, you know, it kind of gets old, especially if the team stinks. You I know? think I think one of the best lines of the article that I was reading was uh, when, when Batman sent a letter to House Speaker Mesnard, he comes back with uh, this great reaction uh mesnard quickly reacted to bettman's letter saying while he wants the coyotes to stay in arizona the current proposal is no small thing (laughs) the other thing he says is the nhl first needs to make a case for a state-funded arena to the taxpayers yeah so right then and there that's a shot over the bow i mean you never know i mean actually could work and arizona could you know go for this but it just it sounds like wow i mean then, they, then the follow-up statement is we're not seeing a lot of enthusiasm that the public wants to foot the bill for a new arena until the nhl can win over taxpayers they're going to have a tough sell at the legislature yeah. that's basically saying yeah. see ya <laughs> It's true. Well, it's good for them. I mean, it's good for us. Yeah. Because as we as we've seen, this is the perfect opportunity, and I hope that someone's listening to this <laughs> that has some sort of legislative power yeah. that can get their head out of their behinds and get people motivated to go and get these teams. Yeah. Not that I'm really happy with this group that owns Arizona. <laughs> but we can't be picky these days. No, I know, I know. That's the thing. And you remember we said we yeah. don't want a lemon. No, I know. It's true. You don't. You you don't want a team coming in here that is uh, you know got such a hole in their financial status, and uh, it doesn't seem like you know you you can't really say that they made great decisions for hockey off the ice now. Granted, the market is the market, but it's still the tenth largest market in the United States. Phoenix area is huge. I mean, that's a, that's why the NHL doesn't want to leave there. It's a it's a top ten market, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? If a team was good, I bet you that it would draw much better. I don't know where they'd end up, but uh, you know, they would draw better. But to give uh, a little credit to Batman, yeah. just a little, um, he said Worley's <laughs> legislation. Bill 1149 would put no taxpayer funds at risk because construction bonds would be paid using half the new state sales tax generated by the new development. He also noted a study that said a new arena and business district in the eastern Phoenix suburbs would generate 2,500 construction jobs and 3,000 permanent jobs when it's finished. 
The bill will create jobs and sustainable growth while ensuring the NHL hockey remains a strong and vibrant tourism and entertainment alternative for the 6 million residents of Arizona. Who in their right mind is traveling to Arizona to see a hockey game, all right? Yeah. I'm not going there. I'm playing golf. I'm enjoying the weather. I'm not going to a <laughs> hockey game. I'm going to enjoy all the other amenities of Arizona. Yeah, you might if they were uh, if they were good. If I, think were that, I think that's the same line as that they were going to have 800 people staying overnight in Hartford for the yard goats. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. I yeah. don't think that's true either. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'll tell you. So, but it, but it does it does it does open another door. I mean, you know, we're always talking the Islanders, and you know, we even heard uh, that the NHL, uh, you know, legally team legal teams like uh, you know lawyer types were in town this week. Now yes. we haven't seen it with our own eyes again. Um, but some several, of the, several sources, yeah, right. It was that's one of those things when they converge uh, and you get a match. It's almost like a, a little bit of a math game. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so you know, I I, I want to see it with my own eyes, of course, but that's that's easier said than done. Wow. I don't think we'll be invited. No, yeah, probably probably not. You know, but if you're listening, hey, give us a shout. (laughs) Yeah, you You know know where to get a hold of us. (laughs) We're the Whaler guys. Yep. Yeah. They were in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so, uh, you know, the Batman's letter was a big thing. Restraining orders can be dropped. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it doesn't fit into the bees. But, you know, we'll we'll see what Batman's letter. That was just the best letter I've seen in so long because it's finally like we're going to do something. Well, you know, the problem (laughs) is when Batman puts out a letter, it's like an oh shit moment. Yeah. You know, oh shit, what do I do now? Oh, I better write a letter. You know, but he's been dead quiet on this whole thing until now. And now he comes up with a letter, not even a, a statement. You know, yeah. usually he loves to get in front of the camera. Yeah. You know, get up on his little pedestal because he's a little short guy. And, uh, and you know, but he, he, he never came out publicly and was never interviewed on this that yeah. I saw. And, and again, there might be interviews. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm only speculating that he wasn't in front of a camera somewhere. But this was, this was a letter to yeah. the uh, legislature. So I... I'm I'm interested to see what the next step is, and and you're talking you talk about a letter today that came out. Yeah, uh, that would be the third B. Yeah, the third B was uh, Andrew Barraway, who is the owner of the Coyotes, part owner with uh, LeBlanc there. Yeah, and uh, he's a, a Pennsylvania guy who was in a tiff with the Islanders. Uh, Charles Wang over he tried to buy the Islanders a couple years ago, if you remember that. So he's been floundering, uh, you know, in in the sand in Phoenix. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, he admits in this letter, he says, you know, that they're losing tens of millions of dollars a year. Uh, so, you know, let, let's, let's see what it Hopefully says. Hopefully he doesn't talk to Carmano. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so this is this is written actually yesterday. So I guess it was released maybe the same day that uh, Bettman's was. Um, it's addressed to uh, Glendale, Arizona. It says the Arizona Coyotes majority owner, chairman, and governor Andrew Barraway issued the following statement today regarding the city of Glendale and the Coyotes. Efforts to find a new arena in the valley. And then he starts with, Commissioner Bettman made clear in his letter to legislatures, the Arizona Coyotes Club cannot survive in Glendale. Well, there you go. He's first out of the gate. He's saying... He's sending up the flag. We're, yeah, we, we can't do it. And over the past 15 years, different ownership groups, one of them being the NHL, and he mentions <laughs> that. So the NHL owned the Coyotes for a little while, and even they couldn't get them out of... The uh, the debt. The, what do you call it? The sand trap. <laughs> sand trap. <laughs> so, the bunker. Yeah, the bunker. <laughs> yeah, couldn't dig him out of the bunker. <laughs> okay, so anyway, he goes on to talk about that, and he goes, um, the bottom line remains the same. The team's owners continue, continue to lose tens of millions of dollars annually 
Consistent losses of such magnitude are not sustainable, not for an NHL franchise or any other business. So he's saying... He is a businessman. Yeah, yeah and he's, <laughs> he's frying it. This is like the Revenge of Charles Wang Part 2. <laughs> so Barraway doesn't get the Islanders, and he gets the Coyotes, and now he's, you know... When, who knows where he's going to be? Now, everybody talks about the, the Coyotes needing to be in the Western Conference. Uh, and, you know, that, that does present uh, kind of an issue. Because what is that? It's a 14-16 split? Yeah. Uh, now you've got Las Vegas coming in. That makes it 16-15. Yeah, but you can always bring a team to Hartford on the East Coast. Yeah, but then you'd have a 17-14 kind of split. And that, that might be Well, more, it's not our know? fault that things don't make it out West. No, but right? that, that is an issue in the teams. It's well, team well, schedules. Seattle, yeah, but you know Seattle's yeah. going to get a team at some point because Gretzky's one of the majority owners out there. He wants to be a majority yeah. owner of the Seattle franchise. And yep. you know they're going to get it. Come on. Yeah, yeah. well, you know okay, what? Let's Seattle like is down Gordie Howe as a freaking owner. No, Seattle is, a, yes. And, and they've had Hanson. Chris Hanson there has been their uh, the guy, the hedge fund guy. And he, I think he's a Connecticut guy originally. Which oh, really he should come back here, damn it. Yeah, I know that. So he's been trying to get that arena going. And I'm not kidding. Since like 2010, this guy spent like seven years of his life trying to get a... And they Hell, just, it's like they don't, bringing back the whales yeah, for 20 years. He, he just can't get it built. I mean, they, they the last thing that happened in Seattle that I recall... Uh, other than them saying they wanted to do the key arena, or or build that new arena with uh, with private money, but they wanted to build an arena next to um, where the the Seahawks and the Mariners play, and they needed to close like a back alley road. It was just a half a road, and they they needed to close that road. And they and, asked the and council, they no. and they went, nah. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about like this road that no one. Probably that's where like, most of the muggings happen, and uh, they did, they wouldn't close that, so they went back to the drawing board. So, but yeah, right. Seattle should get a team. It, it, it probably is going to be tied to the NBA. It just seems to make the most. Well, that's sense. that's what the big controversy was early on, and that yeah. was they wanted NBA first and poo pooed the NHL. So if that's the case, fine, bring them to Hartford. We'll we'll have our team first, and then you have your team next after you get another basketball team. If the NBA allows them to have another basketball team, that's yeah. the other thing. Everyone's betting on the NBA, and what's the NBA going to say? Yeah, right. You know, they might say no. We have enough out here. Yeah, yeah. Then you're screwed. It's yeah. kind of like a guy who bought a hockey team in Hartford and wanted to move it to Detroit, and they said no. Find somewhere else. He yeah. found Carolina and said, "What do I do now?" He didn't find Carolina. It was almost like you know, it was luck that <laughs> it was either that or you know, man, he was yeah. He was, <laughs> That was an ugly time, too, because the Whalers were leaving, and the schmuck had no place to go. I mean, it was like, <laughs> you announced the team was leaving. Why did you say they were leaving? You know, and they're, no still, they're still having a hell of a time down oh in Carolina. Oh, my God. The Whalers were homeless for a little while. Um, yeah, so we think, you know, probably Seattle someday. But now when we look at Hartford. So the, where does that leave Hartford with these franchises floating around? That still comes back to the XL Center. Now, I think this is the time, if Malloy has anything, but if this is the time for private money or a private investor or... To let us know or an that investment sec- group. Or that second investment group yeah. that we talked about, the folks. You remember? Yeah. Who was the guy who cut on the folks? What are you talking you about? You remember there was uh, the guy who says, oh, the folks. You remember? Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, who said that? That was that blogger. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jack I Wagon. I can't remember his name. Yeah. 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 But anyway, the Jack yeah. Wagon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, so who are the folks? He was out of New York. He's, you know. Neil DeMoss. That's, that's him, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. A, well, he's a ranger. Oh, guy. the field of schemes. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. But everything, you know, every that guy, there'd be no such thing as an arena. He would have stopped the Romans from building the Carthage. That's uh, right. The, it's know, all public money. Yeah, from the All Coliseum. the guys are making a profit. Yeah. Can't don't, do it. Don't build that Coliseum. Okay, you should meet up with Markley. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Markley is two uh, peas in a pod. Markley doesn't get it either. I I kind of left a little. I left that current thing about the seven million dollars on his Facebook page and that, said, "Hey, you got a replacement for this?" Yeah, right. Uh, show so, me, show me the money. I don't, he didn't respond. Yeah, he doesn't do that. Uh, but anyway, we don't encourage that kind of behavior. <laughs> no, that's not nice. Yeah, you have yeah. To be respectful. Yeah. yeah, respectful but right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, and we're usually right. Yeah, right. Yeah. See, you got Batman Barraway. And Bears, Bears Barbecue. Bears Barbecue, Monday night, 5.30, for a live taping in the Whaler, guys. Come on down. Yeah, grab some barbecue. On Monday night's probably going to be slow, so you'll have plenty of parking. Yeah. Grab some chow. Come in. See us. You'll be thoroughly entertained by us. Oh, we yeah. will have to, uh, of course, keep things moderately clean because we'll be on TV. But, you know, we, yeah. this is our this is our venting session, and we appreciate all of you yeah. for uh, listening to us because you are our uh, counseling and wellness. Yeah, and give, uh, give us a shout-out. My, my email address is phindle19 at gmail.com, and Jerry is J-E-R-R-Y-E-R-W-I-N-0-1-3 right, at gmail.com. That's right. Let us know. You just got rid of his AOL account. No, I got rid of the freaking (laughs) Yahoo account. They don't know how to protect your stuff. Oh, that's Yahoo. You know know who owns them? The guy who owns my football team, Dan Schneider. He owns Yahoo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he might want to get out of business. Yeah, we'll see about that. Well, anyway, so give us a shout or, you know, check us out on Facebook. You can go to the Whalers Brigade and YouTube uh, and see that, too. And don't forget about Instagram. Yeah, and remember... Whalers Brigade on Twitter. Uh, we are always out there and about. Again, Matt Barry and Gabe Rosa keep us alive on social media. Thank we you. Thank you very much. Great guys. Yeah. Great guys to work with. And uh, we're going to be doing more downtown. Uh, we, we've gotten more requests since we've done the Whaler guys on location. Uh, so we will be downtown. Uh, we have a great producer, Jose. Uh, and Gil Martinez, our general manager at Hartford Public Access. Uh, they really give us a lot of uh, lead with the leash um, and let us get out and about. So it's important that we we really look at these small businesses and, and really help them and be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. And you know how it is. If you don't agree with us, you, you can, can shut, shut your blowhole. You guys have a great night. We're One Nation Under Green. We're the Whaler guys. You guys are the brigade. Catch you later.